the KCLR Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online and on smart speaker. You're welcome back. If you too are looking forward to the uh, stretch in the evenings, stay with us because I'm joined in studio by Neil Boyle, ahead of the airing on TG Carr of that new documentary. Neil, you're very welcome along. Happy Christmas to you. Thank you, Brian. Happy solstice to you. Happy solstice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never been wished a happy solstice before, but yeah. it is something I look forward to. Uh, we're going to talk all about the documentary in a few moments' time, but I suppose what better way to uh, prepare to do that than by setting the scene. Have a little listen to this clip. Every time you put a spade in the ground in the Boyne Valley, you find something. How much of an area do you think we can cover with the radar? We, we will see. Tashayska kapa ochashiglair dainta ak lish anachala brunamonia ta runda kinta fekelt fendalas. It's like a telephone that's been ringing all this time. Somebody's got to pick up the telephone and, and, and listen in to what's being said. The microgravity technique is really good at finding cavities. The chances are it would work. When you say a second chamber, how do we know that there isn't more than two? There might well be three. And one day they're going to find it. There it is. Neil, you set up the second chamber project. I've been visiting Newgrange since um, they were old enough to bring us on school tours that far from the Pale out to uh, all the way out to Navan area. Um, is there a second chamber? Um, tune in tonight, 9.30 on TG Car. That's great, Brian, we're finished. That's how you go now. Well, happy Christmas, Neil. <laughs> and happy solstice to you as well. <laughs> um, the investigations, I mean, people might sort of be wondering, you know, Newgrange is probably one of the most tested, one of the most investigated sites in the country. Surely everything that is to know about Newgrange is known. Um, it's not one of the most tested and investigated, and that's the interesting thing about it. And there's probably good reasons for that um, in terms of... Um, not disturbing these sites too much. Um, now, back in the 1960s, Newgrange and, and Nowth were both excavated. Um, but with Newgrange, it was really to prepare the site for tourists. So the front facade was to be secured so it wasn't a danger to the public and the passage was going to be straightened so people wouldn't be rubbing against the art and just structural support as well. So it really, it was excavation for restorative reasons. But it means that, you know, the area around the passage was done. That only extends a third of the way into the, a quarter of the way into the mound. Mm. The entire rest of the mound, bar a small section at the rear, which was also investigated a little bit, is completely unknown what's in there. So this question of a second chamber, you mentioned going up when you were a child on school tour. I didn't get a fascination at that stage. Um, I read a book when I went to NCAD my first year and then the art college I came across a book by an American Irish um, researcher called Martin Brennan, who was an artist. And... Martin wrote about astronomy and the art and the mythology um, folklore around Newgrange and all the other sites in Ireland and just established the amount of kind of um, astronomy and alignments and stuff that were at the, in the 60s. It was Newgrange was rediscovered as being aligned, but it wasn't appreciated just how fully the rest of the sites also I- include alignments in their chambered currents. Yeah. So. In terms of investigation and what else might be in Newgrange, there are lots of theories and there have been myths and stories. But when I read that book, I was 19. I cycled up to Newgrange. <laughs> I was like the idea that this guy had interpreted the art and could and could read it and, you know, basically had cracked the code and said, this is how this is our key into this art is astronomical. 
you know, um, data. It's the cycle of the moon. It's the it's the sun through the year and all that kind of stuff. Um, I just I had to see it, so I went. Well, to, we'll know. talk about our own connections here locally to the solstice. I mean, yeah. it's lots of monuments. Monuments are the wrong words. What is the correct word? Monuments, really? Are they? Um, the words that I like for Newgrange and those bigger currents that have alignments is uh, chambered currents. Um, we refer to them as tombs. What you have are the, the in the academic circles and the public would think of Newgrange as a tomb. Now, it's a much more complex structure than that. Yeah. I think that anybody who works in this area knows that. What you have in Kilkenny is Knock Row, yeah. which is a fascinating site. So again, it is a chambered current. There are two chambers and it has two alignments. So it's a double aligned one, which is really fascinating. That's really better important. than Newgrange then? Uh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose if you find two, three or four other chambers at Newgrange, that might be uh, pushing that up the bumper list as well. But going back to the art and, and talking about the lack of investigation, as you put it, that's that's happened on the Newgrange site over, over the last number of decades. How does that compare to, for example, the pyramids in Giza that have been, you know, there's been documentaries to beat the band made about the pyramids, and yet that art is very well deciphered. Why haven't we, over those last number of decades, investigated further at Newgrange? Well, I mean, there has been an investigation around Newgrange in 2018. You remember, you may recall, people might have um, seen the um, news releases about the crop marks that showed up in a very dry summer um, mm. and so you know new things do come to light and there are various archaeological digs Newgrange itself very expensive to dig somewhere like that it's a huge visitor attraction um, there are questions over why you should do that and as well we're a small country I mean you know we've got 5 million people every time a stone is turned on the Salisbury Plain at Stonehenge there's another BBC documentary and it's great that they celebrate that culture and they put it out there Newgrange and what we have in the Boyne Valley lock crew, Carrowkeel and down here in Kilkenny is to me much more significant because it's a lot older, maybe up to a thousand years and further back. And um, I, I just think like the more we learn about the new grounds, the more, more the more we appreciate how complex the whole story is. So why do we not do it? Does, there is a reason that you would say you don't want to disturb these sites and, you know, alter them, you know, um, or damage the, you know, what what's there to be, you know, preserved. Because so is that a fear of damaging the tourist attraction for actually the sake of actually really investigating the history of the site? No, I wouldn't say so. And Mike J. O'Kelly, who excavated Newgrange, he said he stopped at, at the restoration work and he didn't go further. It was a very noble gesture because he said in, in the future there could be new technologies that could give you know, even deeper insights. So if you disturb something, maybe you, the technology at the time, even today, if we do something, maybe in another 50 years, there'll be technology, we can learn even more. Yeah. When do you learn? When do you not? This is the question. <laughs> I mean, we've seen, I've seen, I'm saying we, as if everybody has watched these types of documentaries, you know, on, on Netflix and TG Car and yeah. all, all the different services. And um, Ground penetrating radar is something that's used across the world. Has anybody ever been up on the top of the dome of Newgrange, what I visualise this grass meadow on top of, yeah. of the site and, and zapped it with some radar to see what they can tell from that. We did. <laughs> Used it? Oh, yeah. there we go. That's exactly what we want to know about. Um, talk to me about microgravity because in reading the little bit of research that I did on the documentary, this word came up. Uh, what is microgravity and how is it connected to Newgrange? Microgravity is when I decided to try and solve this 5,000 year old mystery. I mean, who doesn't want to have a crack at something like that? Um, I'm a documentary maker. Um, I thought I'll make a documentary about it, but I have to find the technology that can do it. 
So I eventually got in touch with a guy called Kevin Barton, who's an Irish um, geophysicist who specialised in archaeology. And he told me about a Slovakian group who were microgravity specialists. So what's microgravity? Microgravity surveys an area for the strength of gravity. If there's a big cavity, it's a negative because there's nothing there. So you can sense cavities. That's the potential of it. This technology was tested over the known chamber in Newgrange in 2011 by Kevin and his team. And I said, great, let's get the team back together. I'll raise the funds. We'll get we'll get back to Newgrange. We use microgravity. We use three different types of antennas on our radar, um, all in the hope of getting a glimpse inside Newgrange without disturbing the site. This is non-invasive. No this is what you were talking yeah. about, the improvements in technology, being able yeah. to investigate sites without having to dig them up and bring JCBs in. Exactly. And so we were up on top, you know, surveyed it, um, you know, over and over and over again to try and get a good data set. And microgravity is so delicate that you have to factor in if the tide is in or out on the coast. Uh, like, <laughs> That's interesting, isn't yeah. it? That actually when you're using modern technology to investigate a, a site like Newbridge or Newgrange that's that's so, so old, even today we're being affected by the phases of the moon and, and, and the tidal patterns. Everything, you have to factor it all in. I mean, it, it's that delicate that it you have to take that, the weight of the ocean and all that out of the results to try and get a clear picture. If it, the wind blows, and this is Ireland, you know what our weather's <laughs> like. If the wind blows or if it rains, all of that affects radar and microgravity. So a very difficult nine days on site uh, for the team. And, and is, they, it, is it very expensive to do that type of survey? Um, I think um, it was difficult to get the funding together. And I just say, like, funding did come from Kilkenny County Council and um, from your heritage officer at the time, Derville Ledwidge. Yeah. And I have been in touch with Re Regina since then because we were featuring um, Knockrow. Yeah. But and it came from Meath County Council, Sligo County Council. We filmed it. I'm just thinking about it from the filmmaker's perspective. It's often difficult enough to get yeah. the funding together to make <laughs> yeah. a film without also having to get the funding together it, to do the surveying. It took a year and a half to get it funded. I mean, obviously, my first call was to TG car five minute conversation and they were saying yes this sounds fantastic like I, again it, you don't know the results but um, it's a great story anyway and Newgrange has that big name appeal and we have a strong cultural connection to it so they were on board from the start but raising the rest of the money was a real slog and I think the expense of financing you know a survey um, as part of the entire package and finding them funding for that was what made it really really difficult and three times you know we hit brick walls and I on the third time I said right this has to be it this has to be this has to be when we get it because if we don't I think TG Carr will say okay we have to now let someone else go forward for funding if this one just can't get across but we got there in the end and last year we got on site and we ran the survey. It's very interesting uh, it's not necessarily what you're here to talk about but as an independent filmmaker here in Ireland or a documentary maker here in Ireland. Um, what do you think of the debate around the uh, public service broadcast and the uh, future for the Media Commission um, in terms of funding? People talking about, I shouldn't have to pay my TV licence all because of what went on in RCE during the summer. But projects like this prove that that TV licence, through various different means, funds a lot more than the pay packets of the top talent, as they were called at the time. Yeah, well, I'm independent sector, so I've never worked in-house in a broadcaster uh, in my life. I've always been independent in the freelance or in, in you know, independent production company um, area. Um, it's really important that, you know, um, we have a national broadcaster in our country that is independent to government or commercial interests. Now, RT is a hybrid model uh, and they have defended like how that works for them. It's really important that they have enough money to actually do what they do. Yeah. But um, 
the TV license means that we have a media that we can trust that it's not coming in from abroad, that we're not relying on other sources. Um, and I think the strength of that in the country is really important. The other thing is, of course, I'm an independent and we tell our own stories. The story I'm telling wouldn't get made, you know, if someone... The funding from, from no. the UK or Netflix no. or any of those people. I mean, I did look abroad. I looked in America and I looked in Germany for funding for this and they were very interested in the project, but they felt it was a bit Irish. They said, we'll might buy it afterwards and show it, you know. Yeah. But in terms of a co-production, it didn't come together for this one. So it's important that we have a very healthy environment industry. And from even from an artistic point of view, like we do well at the Oscars, our programs travel and we, we, you know, Emmy Awards for documentaries across the board. Um, Storytelling seems to be in our DNA and whether it's acting talent in front or behind, you know, whether it's directing and producing and all that. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a fabulous story. It's a story that certainly has piqued my... I still want to know, is there a second chamber? You will know tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, featuring not only um, yeah. Newgrange, but also our, our own um, tomb here in Knock Row. Um, we'll be talking about that on air tomorrow. It sounds like it's going to be a fabulous evening. Give us the, give us the time. We know TJ Carr, but uh, what time will everybody have to be sitting down with their glass of Christmas cocoa or whatever they're having this evening? Um, bums and seats for 9.30. It's an hour long, so it won't take up too too much of your night. And for the Kilkenny audience, Knock Row is featured and Mircea Sullivan, the um, archaeologist who excavated there, is in the programme quite a bit as well so I hope you enjoy it Well Neil it's been an absolute pleasure to have you in I do look forward to um, watching that programme this evening Neil Boyle there ahead of the airing of his documentary about Newgrange and Knockrow we'll say Newgrange and Knockrow considering yeah. where we are um, happening this evening 9.30 on TG Carr thank you very much for your time today and happy Christmas Thanks Brian Take care The KCL or Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online and on smart speaker with thanks to the Fairgreen Shopping Centre gift card the perfect gift for all occasions see fairgreen.ie